Well, welcome into the How I Met Your Take podcast. It is August the 28th, 2022, which means it is officially game week for the Tennessee volunteer football team. I'm your host, Rainey, alongside Austin Brown. We've got a lot of things that we're going to cover today. Brew McCoy, Brew McCoy, Austin's free. He's finally free. free. The NCAA or USC released him out of their clutches, and they're going to let the young man play football this fall. Brew McCoy's finally free. deserve a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. Brew McCoy's free. Uh, We're going to discuss week zero of college football. And uh, we really got to dive into uh, really got to dive into Nebraska message boards because if you haven't had a chance to take a look at uh, Nebraska fans and what they're saying and how they're reacting to yesterday's game, it's quite. I guess for us, it's entertaining to watch someone else go through this as, as much as we've gone through it. So it's a it's a different level, you know. It's, I don't it's think enough. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we – okay, during 2017 and 2020, we might have felt like we were at that level. But I don't know. There's a bit of more hopelessness with Nebraska because the, it just feels like there's nothing there. It, just, it feels like – No. No. They're, they're dead. I, I feel like they're just a dead fan base. But we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that. That program. Yeah, program. yeah, their program, basically. But we're going to dive into that. Uh, we might dive into that just to start off the podcast, actually, because that's pre- it's pretty entertaining stuff. Um, yeah. But we'll also uh, talk about people will enter Neyland this Thursday night. Like, people will be in Knoxville. People will be in Neyland. It is game week. And I do want to spend you, a little people. bit. You people. Y- yeah. 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 <laughs> we will be in Neyland Stadium All of this us. week. That's All of the us. most important thing on earth. Yes. And I want to I want to cover I want to cover kind of at some point in the podcast I want to talk about Josh Dobbs and should he be starting for the Cleveland Browns? I do want to talk about that. But Austin, out of all those categories, which one do you start with? Which one do you want to go over first? Well, I think I'm making fresh on everyone's mind and what everyone's talking about because of the only game that really mattered was <laughs> Nebraska, Northwestern, and Dublin, Ireland. Yes. And- Okay, so so me and you, you came in town and we were watching that game together. Mm-hmm. And you arrived and do you do you remember how I was talking about Nebraska when you got here? Because you, you got here about midway through the first quarter. No, you about about the end of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And what I said to you was Nebraska, they look kind of good, and that quarterback looks pretty good. And they were yeah. playing really well. Playing really well. And then one of the Listen, we've had a lot of d- dumb coaches in our day that we've witnessed from Dooley to Butch to Pruitt. We've had a lot of idiotic things that have happened in games, a lot of idiotic decisions. But this, this might be the dumbest decision I've ever seen in my entire life. You have the game in hand. You have Northwestern shook. Their, their body, Northwestern's body language, they're completely dead. They have no hope. The, the, you, you, almost, you literally almost have the game, and you, you do. You have the game in your hands. It's full momentum. The, I mean, yes. you have them doubting everything about themselves, and your players are feeling great about themselves. 
Everyone's feeling high for Nebraska. It's the highest point of that game for U.S. Nebraska. And go ahead. It's up by 11. Let me open my drink first. Up by 11. What do they do? I'm sure everyone saw it, and everyone had the same opinion as myself and yourself. They kick an onside kick up 11 when Northwestern has no confidence. They're dead in the water. And they don't get it. And they don't get it. Northwestern recovers, and I think scores four plays later. I I believe it's like four or five plays later. They score pretty quick. And the momentum completely changes that entire game around. And now a team of Northwestern that looked dead, the team in Nebraska now looks dead. That has got to be one of the most boneheaded coaching calls I've ever seen in my entire life. And then after the game, Scott Frost has the nerve to come out and blame his offensive coordinator and blame the play calling basically on his offensive coordinator and all of all of that just garbage. Dude, you called an onside kick up 11 when the other team was nothing. They were nothing. You literally they were under a rock. They, they, about to crawl under a rock. Mm-hmm. It was just breathe life into him. You, you uh, yeah, it kind of shows why he loses a lot of games. I mean, it seems to be they're kind of on the similar level of a lot of teams they play. I mean, they had more single-digit losses last year than I think any team ever. They went three and nine, and every game was single digits. And it just you go you go, you go back on it, and it's like I think that's kind of an obvious sign of the kind of mistakes he makes. He just seems like some coaches. There's a lot of fifty-fifty games in the year. And some coaches find the way to win those games because they're great play callers and everything. And there's some coaches who just find a way to lose those games. And I feel like that's Scott Frost. He just takes every 50-50 game nearly. And despite what's thrown his way, he'll find a way to lose it. And it's I can't sad. Re- I mean, it's sad yeah. to be a Nebraska fan. I mean, because he's your <laughs> golden son. He's supposed to be the guy to lead you back to the promised land. And he just has fallen on his face flat harder than any coach I can ever think of. You're a Nebraska fan. You travel, and and there was a lot of them. You travel to Dublin, Ireland Uh to watch that happen. All the way to Dublin, Ireland to watch that happen. I got a crazy stat. I want to read out real quick. I got a crazy stat. Frost had that undefeated season at UCF, that one season. Here's, Here's his records. This is from Tim Murray on Twitter. I don't know who Tim Murray is, but Tim Murray on Twitter. He says Frost caught lightning in a bottle in 2017 at 13-0, and his record as head coach. Since then, well, before the 13-0, and he went 6-7 and and then 13-0. and Since then, 4-8, and 5-7, and 3-5, and 3-9, and 0-1. Oh and uh-huh. That I, is, that's sad. I think I, I threw up a stat. Josh Heifel is 4-4. He's, he's been head coach four seasons overall, and they're all been winning seasons. And Scott Frost, I think he's one for six, and uh, it might be seven after this year. And people like to say that Josh Heupel only had success that first year at UCF because he took over a great team that was built by Scott Frost. And it's like, I think we know now who was a better head coach. Because Scott Frost can't build a thing in Nebraska. And mm-hmm. 
it just seems like a terrible situation. Like no one seems comfortable there. It just looks like it's it's not gonna work out there. I, I feel I feel for Nebraska fans. I mean, I really do. It's a tough place to be in. It's it's, it's, it's got to be miserable. They have it, it worse than know, we ever did. I know it is than we ever did. They have it worse because we currently. were we were, yeah currently. But we were talking about this last night. We were talking about this last night. I think like at the Titans game or after the Titans game because. You were in Nashville with the Titans game. It was a pretty fun game. Malik Willis, by the way, is I think is going to be pretty good. But we were talking about this. We had moments during our, our coaches, like our crappy coaches, Dooley and Butch and Pruitt. We had moments where you were just like, holy crap. Like these are like the Hail Mary. And you had players like Cordero Patterson. Like you just had exciting moments. I feel like Nebraska has had nothing. They- nothing. If they go through five more years of this, of the same thing they've been going through, they're, I mean, it's a little different, but they're kind of similar to Kansas. I mean, you're getting to Kansas territory. Right now, you're approaching Colorado territory. If it keeps going bad, you're going to be in Kansas territory. Mm-hmm. And that is not anywhere where Big Red needs to be. Because it, 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 I'll say this, as a college football fan, it feels kind of weird that Nebraska is so bad, uh, despite being so many years now. And and I'm sure that's the last thing a Nebraska fan wants to hear right now because I know how that feels when, mm-hmm. like, Alabama and Georgia fans say, oh, yeah, I just kind of wish you guys would have a good season, you know. It's, it's, it's nice when you're good. You know, it's, it's been too long. And I'm like, oh, screw yourself, man. Who? I, Alabama? Like, Alabama or Georgia fans. Oh, no, like, Alabama. Dude, what are you talking about? Alabama's in rebuilding mode this year. They're rebuilding. They're They're, they're, they're rebuilding. Now, last so, year was rebuilding. This is the year. This year. Oh no, Alabama's rebuilding. Nick Saban said they're rebuilding. So, oh my god, um, must be insane to be delusional. So, uh, so I want to dive into the message board real quick. <laughs> we were. I was taking screenshots of these last night as we were sitting there. Uh, here's a couple of the topics. Who should we hire as next head coach? The onside, the onside kick was stupid. The onside kick was the right call. <laughs> Why is the defense so bad? Fire Frost, we've wasted enough time and money. We'll never be good again. Those are some of the, <laughs> some of the headlines and the topics on the message board. Next head coach. One of the respo- responses, Husker Insider, I think we all know it's a matter of time now. What names should we put on the top of our list? <laughs> Urban Meyer, Hugh Freeze, Art Briles, Chris Peterson, Matt Rule. No one's coming there. Hugh Freeze will. Hugh okay, Freeze. I, okay, Hugh Freeze. You know, maybe. Art Briles, actually. Uh, no, that's somewhat realistic, actually. Every one of those guys is kind of like. No. Okay. Urban Meyer's not coming there. Urban Meyer's not coming there. Oh, stop. Stop. That's, I mean, after the crappy pool of Jacksonville. He might over. have to take a job at a group of five schools to rebuild his reputation. And it's like Nebraska, that's a lot easier. I don't know if he'd do well there, honestly. Chris Peterson. I think he's done coaching. What the hell is he? He's on he's an Anselm Fox. He is? Yeah. He's disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does the Big Ten stuff. He was on there yesterday morning, uh, doing the Big Ten stuff. I, I was I trying to I was fifty. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. Their fan base is where we were at for so many years. 
on the message board, fire fire Scott Frost. And the next comment, and replace him with who? I cannot stand when people say, and replace him with who? Replace him with who? I don't know There's what. a million head coaches out there. We're, who are we going to replace him with? Who's better than Scott Frost, dude? You know what's no. sad? You know what's sad about um, the whole thing with Scott Frost? Is Bo Pelini was 62 and 27 at Nebraska and never won less than nine games. And they fired <laughs> They fired him. They said, no, no. We're Nebraska. We can do better. No, yes. it's like, we, we cannot. Uh. No, no, since they fired, since they have fired Bo Pelini, they have gone 34 and 49 since yeah. firing Bo Pelini. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's about, that's about right. That is, uh, I can't that remember is, the guy that had it in between. Pelini, the guy from Oregon State, I can't even remember his name. He was so irrelevant, it felt like. I remember we played him in the bowl game. It, it was just, it, this is just such a sad situation. I don't really, like, sometimes I love, like, reading the comments of Florida fans freaking out, freaking out about their team, you know, and damn old and crap. That mm-hmm. was hilarious. This, I'm not even laughing at this. It's sad. I, I, mm-hmm. I just feel like it's a, pr- it's a proud fan base that's getting, like, just the absolute crap kicked into them. And it, oh. just, it, it feels a bit undeserving because I didn't feel like they were dicks or nothing, you know? No, um, no, no. And no. Uh, I don't know, it's all they got, too. It's like, mm-hmm. all they freaking got out there. If you live in Nebraska, what else do you do? There's like, nothing out football. there. There's nothing I mean, in it, Nebraska. They're going to pack out that stadium for that team next week. I know. And, and the thing about how horrible this all was is that it was the only game anyone watched that day. Like, imagine that. Imagine if we had Georgia State, but we were literally the only game on TV. That, that would have been like 10 times or 100 times worse than the crap we got. Mm-hmm. And, and I, it's like if Rick Barnes was the only team in the tournament and he loses the first round. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, when he lost the tournament, you could still make fun of Kentucky and Auburn because they did the, kind of the same thing, except maybe a little worse. Mm-hmm. But if we're the only ones who did that, it's, it's so much worse to me as a fan. I was trying to uh, – our fans have had it rough, but this is where their fans are at. I tried to upload this video on here so you could watch it live on, on the stream and hear it pretty well on the uh, podcast. But for some reason, it wouldn't upload. But I'm going to try to play it. I don't know if you could hear it really well, but um, this is where their fan base is at right now. I'm so glad I paid tens of thousands of dollars in tuition. So we can pay a football coach $4 million a year to lose 21 fucking games by a single score. That's where their yeah. fans are. I know. That's where their fans are. I don't know how clear that came through, but that's where their fans are at. They are at the point of yelling at things. Yeah. That has to be – that. yeah, we've all been there – Tennessee fans have been there before we, we feel it, but man, that has got to be the dumbest call I've ever seen in my entire life. How do you, how do you, how, how does no coach on the sideline say, Hey man, I don't think that's a very good idea. Like you don't even give your kicker it's... an option to do that. You, you don't even, you say, Hey man, I, I, I know we, we go through these play calls and if you see something, you kick the onside kick. So you see a hole, you, you see an opening, kick the onside kick. I get that. You give your kicker the option to do that, but there's a time and place where you say, hey, buddy, kick it deep. You need to kick it deep. One of the worst things I've ever seen. Like, it was so bad. Well, it, it's 
I've seen it happen before. Like there, there are always those calls in history that just make mm. no sense. Yeah, I, yeah. I, what I said the other night was like for every Philly special, there's a hundred like, what the hell are you even thinking? <laughs> yeah. I, I, do you remember when BYU had a fake punt on their own four yard line and they were yeah. <laughs> down by four? Yeah, it was the most retarded. I mean, I shouldn't use that word, but um. Ooh, what else? Get oh, canceled. Uh, Kirby, Kirby, uh, what did he, he faked that punt in the uh, in the SC title game, didn't he, against Bama with the lead? Mm-hmm. Did that all happen? And, yeah. Uh, okay, what's another one? There was another one I was trying to think of. There's been, there's been some bad calls. I mean, what you're getting at is there's been some bad calls. And these coaches, they, these coaches, they want to gamble. They're, they're like gamblers. And the rush of, like, it going well or not is so great for them. And they can't help themselves, but just like, even though they should probably just kick it and you know play boring football, but they're they're they're, they're risk takers, and they just they, mm-hmm. they want that rush because the rush is amazing when you try something crazy and it works out. Like I won't lie, that is an amazing moment. I'm trying to think when it worked out. Uh, besides the Philly special, um, yeah, it's this, worked out in the past. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that that was one of the dumbest. I just had to I had to get to we had to get to that subject off the start because it was what's fresh and what's new. And that's what everyone's it, talking it, about. Yeah, it's Nebraska what everyone's talking about. On. Yeah, it's what everyone's talking about. And what's amazing is we're talking about live football. What's even more amazing is is next week's show. We'll be talking about actual Tennessee football that has happened. Mm-hmm. And uh let's transition into our beloved Vols, which everyone's wants which one which everyone is here. To listen to, um, so this week, this week an event occurred that people have been completely going batshit crazy over, and that is uh, Brew McCoy is free. Brew, Brew McCoy is finally uh, he, he's finally going to be eligible to play at Tennessee. Austin, what does that mean for the Vols? What what does that mean? It's huge. I mean, he he's been our number two receiver, I think, in camp. So it, it's dynamic. It's huge to our offense. This guy is an NFL body receiver, four five star. He didn't really have that amazing stats at USC, even though he only played during the I think the COVID year is the only year he played. He sat out nineteen and twenty one due to illness. I think for twenty one, I'm not sure about nineteen. Uh, yeah, he's he's had a mess of a career up to this point, but hopefully, what it looks like, he's gonna have a fun year in this offense. And it's huge. It's absolutely crucial. I mean, this offense is the biggest thing about this team is our passing game. Our run, we're a little short on depth at running back. We're, uh, our defense is – I mean, it's not going to be that great. Plain and simple. We're going to be hopefully average or slightly below average defensively. So this offense with Hen Hooker and his targets are the most crucial thing about the season. And you're going to need, need to sometimes put up 40 to 50 points a game to get wins. And I think that's a realistic possibility. Like, uh, let's just say Kentucky. How many points do you think we have to score versus Kentucky to feel good about winning? 45, 50. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. that's what we needed last year. Uh, same thing with, like, uh, well, Florida, I feel like you can score 40 and be okay. 38. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I I feel like we're going to have to score a lot this year. I don't. The, the defense is such a mystery. 
It's such yeah, a mystery. I, but I do feel comfortable that they say we have more depth now. Depth now. It's not like it's not like amazing, but it's better. I think from what I've heard. Mm. Yeah, we, we were we were, we were talking about this. Three linebackers. Yeah, we were we were talking about this last night. I, I said I think we have some of the two just really good defensive ends. And that's oh, yeah. that's a big, big key to how a defense plays is your your two D defensive ends. If you have two solid defensive ends, it, it opens up so much for the rest of your defense. If you can get edge rushing on the quarterback, it just opens up so much. Your linebackers don't have to come up the middle as much. You can just those edge rushers will it's it's yeah. a big deal that we have two solid edge rushers. If you can rush just four and get pressure on the quarterback, that is absolutely amazing. Because mm-hmm. uh, that was a problem last year. Um, I think we uh, were worse in the SEC on third down stops, mm-hmm. and that needs to freaking change. Yeah, I mean, and I don't want to put too much on this defense. I mean, they still don't have you know the star power that other defenses have, or the depth that other defenses other defenses have, and they're going to be on the field a lot more than most defenses. So you don't really hold them to the same standards you do in Alabama, Georgia, or even. Uh, Ole Miss, maybe. I don't know. It's just, it's just. I I want an average defense. Just can you get average? And I feel yeah. like if we get average defensively, average play defensively, like average SEC play, then we can win maybe nine or ten games with yeah. his offense. Because yeah. Hidden Hooker, I mean, all the pressure in the world's on him, honestly. Because we need him to be amazing every Saturday for us to go where we want to go this season. That's I think ten wins is honestly a real possibility. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's unrealistic at all because we could have done it last year. Yeah. Ten wins last year, we could we could have done it if a couple of things would have, have gone our way. Uh, but I, in my opinion, I think Brew McCoy coming just adds depth to an already. We lost Valus Jones Jr. Of course, Javante Payton, Javante Payton too as well. But I just I just think the the wide receivers that are that are coming in, I, I don't think there's going to be that big of a drop off. I really don't. I don't think it's going to be that that big. I think Valus Jones Jr. is going to be noticeable, kind of like kind of noticeable. You're going to notice moments where, like, okay, Valus Jones Jr. would have done pretty well in that moment. But I also think that he just Josh Heupel is going to get the ball in, in the in the playmaker's hands. He just knows how to do it. He's he's gonna he's gonna find the fastest, most stable guy on the field and just give him the ball. That's just this is how that's how he thinks, that's how he operates. He's he's a coach that that says, Oh, that guy's good. I'm gonna give him the ball. It, mm-hmm. previous coaches that we've had, it's, I don't understand how it's so hard for them to do that. It's like, oh man, that guy's good. I'm gonna Alan Kamara, for example. I'm only giving him the ball like six times a game. Like, dude. You've got to put the ball in your playmaker's hands. I think Josh Apple's really good at doing that. And I think game – how is game one going to go? Is it going – because Tennessee is a 34 at the moment, a 34-point favorite right now as we are on this podcast. I – is it almost going to be – listen, we can't take anyone lightly. I get that. Is it going to be a lot of experimental things? Because the biggest jump, the biggest jump is from week one to week two in football, like every single year. Do you want to do experimental things? Because like you're kind of showing your cars to other opponents. No experimental things like figuring out who is that guy that I was just talking about. 
who you give the ball to in a, in a clutch situation. Not experimental, yeah. like trick plays or bringing out the books, but like experimental, like this is what can work if we need this to work. This is a guy when you put the ball in the hands of this play, that, that so-and-so. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we're going to jump out. I don't know, 28 nothing pretty fast, I feel like. I think. I'm pretty sure. And uh, then we can just try some stuff out, I feel like. I really don't want Jalen Wright or Jabari Small playing in the second half. That would make me happy if they're not playing at all in the second half. Just let Dylan Sampson, Jordan Williams Thomas, and I guess maybe Princeton Fant <laughs> run the ball. So you mentioned that to me last night. I was unaware of the Princeton Fant running back. That's uh, a secret. So I've never heard that. Where did you hear that from? The radio. The radio. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. But the more that I the more that I think about it, because who did I say he Credit reminded Houston me? Credit Houston Crest. <laughs> Credit Houston Crest. Okay. Maybe it was just hypothetical, but who did I tell you? That he reminded me of last yeah. night. Uh, Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith. That used to play for the Titans. He plays for the Patriots now. He reminds me of Johnny Smith. He is so fast. He's built like a tank. He reminds me of a Johnny Smith type player. He's a guy that you need to get the balls in the hands of. That he was one of my burst. Br- he's got such a burst. He's so quick. He's so fast. Like You give him the ball and he is up the field quick. He's not a traditional tight end. He's not a traditional tight end. He's not. I was kind of shocked at how little we got in the ball last year. I mean, in some situations. I feel like a yeah. lot of times we in games last year, we pick our favorite wide receiver and just keep going to him. Mm-hmm. Like, a fan had, like, the most catches for that Ole Miss or Pittsburgh game, and you didn't see much of him after that. Well, I, I think I think that was Joe Milton too. Joe Milton, that's all he felt comfortable doing because every mm-hmm. time he go to the wide receivers, he'd overthrow them by like five yards. Um, yeah. Are, are you worried about the offensive line at all? What we're going to try to do at left tackle? Again, it goes back to what I just said: experimental game. I feel like they're going to experiment to see what works. Because you have Ball State, they're one of the worst teams in FBS, right? Could be the worst, yeah. They're one of the worst. So oh, Hawaii, you know Hawaii. Probably. Hawaii's pretty bad. They look like a uh, JV high school team out there last night. I have fifty-one new players. I mean, they had that's no, Marshall. I mean, yeah, uh, this is too soon for that. Yeah, they had they had nobody on their team last night. Everyone's gone and they have a new coach. It was Vandy was playing a high school team. Basically that's where they're playing. Uh, but I feel like Tennessee is going to do a lot of things in this game to see what works, what happens and, and see how it happens. And that's where I'm kind of excited to see who shows up besides a couple of names like Cedric Tillman. Who is the other guys that are going to just step up that you're going to leave this game saying, wow, that guy needs the ball in his hands. Wow, that guy is a great player. He isn't talked about enough, but dang, look what he just did. I get Ball State's Uh, not that great of an opponent, but I want to leave 
that stadium on Thursday night with someone else's name in my head of like, okay, that's another dude right there. Besides Cedric Tillman, that's a dude. I want that to happen. It will. I just I don't know who's going to be it. I think I really want to see our second team wide receivers. Like I, I, I'm pretty confident in our starters. I know them pretty well except for Brew and want to hear Brew's doing great, and that'll be that. But you know we gotta we gotta have a fourth and fifth guy, and from what yeah. I've heard is Walker Merrill is actually looking like the number four guy at wide receiver. And also I want to see Squirrel if he he's all the talk he's lived up to be, if he lives up to all the talk they've been putting out and videos they've been putting out. Yeah, and just just don't get injured. Don't no one get injured. If no one gets injured, it's a amazing day, which that's kind of impossible. But I'm really football. curious to see Jimmy Holiday. Yeah, because every time he kind of touched the ball last year, it wasn't much. It wasn't much at all. But every time I touched the ball, I'm like, damn! You kind of you like raise your eyebrows, like, who is that? He's yeah. he's he has <laughs> he has kind of like an it factor. He, he's he just makes quick. things happen. He is kind of a little bit of Cordell Patterson, Alvin Kamara. I mean, just a little bit. Yeah, but. yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have those people like Dick Patterson, Kamara, Patterson. No, no I, not, you, you just see that kind of you see yeah. that kind of thing that you know changes place. I, I just want that, that player. This is a screen pass is going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, he broke out. Oh, he's going. Mm-hmm. He's so didn't, fast. Didn't Holiday, he had Hooker's first touchdown pass, which was a screen. And he broke past the first defender and just took it to the house like 50 yards. I think that was him. He's got speed. Now, I'm surprised no, we didn't you, really use him more. You're thinking of you're thinking of uh, Callaway. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. you're thinking of Callaway. Callaway's another guy that's gonna I think come up big this year. But well, again, I want similar. I want to. They they're very similar. They're like speed wise. I think I think Holiday's a little bit faster than Callaway. But I, again, I want to leave the game with a player. That you're like, all right, <laughs> okay, here we go. This is good. He's going to be a factor this year. A guy that no one's really talking about that just comes out of nowhere, gets some playing time, and you're like, okay, he's going to get more touches throughout the season. I want that to happen this upcoming game on Thursday because I think, like we just mentioned, Ball State, I think, I think they're going to be not be very hard to beat. I think they're going to be Tennessee's going to be able to score at will. They're going to be able to do what they want to with them. I, I'm just I'm curious to walk away and see it's what my thoughts so, are. It's gonna be so good to see Tennessee football again. I mean, mm-hmm. after how it ended last year, which it, that was not a big part of the season, losing mm-hmm. to Purdue. I won't I won't let that be like a big factor how I view that season. But well, do you do you remember last year when we left that game? It was like, does this matter? Like this Purdue game, I said I would love to win it, but no. In the in the long run, no. No one's gonna remember that. In the long run. No one's going to remember the paper. It does matter. I think eight no. and four or eight and five looks a lot better than seven and six. Yeah, but but you were like recruiting and stuff, and like, dude, it's not gonna, no one's going to it's not going to recruiting. Like, it's I not. Think, I think they, sh- they want to look up your record and like, oh, eight and five. That's a lot better than you did last year. But eight, okay, seven, six, a players are not going to look up a record and be like, oh, I'm going there because of their record. That's not that's not how that works. It can be a little thing. I mean, I mean, if we, a little if we, time. If we win ten games this year, I think recruiting is going to be amazing. You know? Oh, I mean. Yes, it'll be better because the momentum's going up. But the momentum was going up last year. Yeah. I mean, we've got the, in my opinion, the number one quarterback in the country. So did it hurt? Imagine, no, no, it didn't hurt. Imagine Sorry. how many players were going to have that Florida game. Mm-hmm. A lot. Oh, that's so. huge. Oh my god. 
Yeah. Oh, I, 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 the season, you know, Bowling Green, then Pitt and Akron, but I'm, I just can't help but always just think about that Florida game because it's going to be that peak meal in atmosphere. Yeah. Do you think, uh, how many empty seats do you think there will be there Thursday night? Oh, there'll be quite a few. Yeah, I'd say like 5,000 ones. Oh, uh, the, the the upper deck, the the lower deck will be completely full, like it usually right. always is. You're gonna have that. You're gonna have the upper deck on the on the south and uh, north end zones that are gonna be somewhat empty, but that's that's probably gonna be pretty normal for a Thursday night. You know, yeah, the only time I saw it really packed out for a weird night was that App State game. Hmm. Which was uh God remember that game? We were all had all those huge expectations and then we were getting yeah. like a dog fight from App State and then it you know, those games they last so long. It just feels like, all right, we'll wake up this drive. Okay, next drive we'll wake up. Next drive we'll surely wake up. And it, it, the games just kept going and going and going and it's like <laughs> what's happening? I think I yeah. think finally Cam Sutton didn't he have a pick six? Yeah. Yeah, well, well, Jalen Hurts saved saved that game for us because he got that. Oh, the ending, yeah, but the, the, the fun way. Yeah, yeah true. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they were up thirteen nothing, thirteen three at one point. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were. We were down ten. We were down and 10. then uh, we come out against Virginia Tech, and I know this is a rapture, and we don't wake up either. And then we finally do. Yeah, finally woke up. We were the second half. We we're the slow to wake up team. Until that cute shit didn't work against A and M. No, no, it didn't. Almost, and did. uh, almost, yeah. No, uh, so that felt like team of destiny when Malik Foreman knocked that ball out. Then. I know, mm-hmm. I'm just reminiscing on that. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, what what can you? We're we're, we're we're at a podcast where we're like three and a half days away from kickoff, and. You, you just see so many podcasts, so many shows. It's like that's all you like right now at the moment. That's like only the thing that you can really do is just like there's there, you can make predictions and so and so and whatnot. But man, the podcast next week is going to be so much fun because we're going to have live football to talk about, like actual things that we can talk about. Um, but I, I think week zero, we can talk about week zero of football a little bit more. Uh, I want to bring up one thing real quick, okay? I want to, and I've tweeted this out a bunch, and this is kind of like, kind of like a little rabbit trail, I guess. But can we? I want to talk about Lee Corso for a minute. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know what to think about Lee Corso. I, I know what to think, <laughs> but it's it's like a sad thing because you know how he used to be. Life. Yes, I get it, but my goodness, He's eighty-seven. He's eighty-seven. I know. My that's goodness. enough, man. I mean, that's life. I mean, we we're we're, we're all aware of. How we go in life. I mean, when I'm 87, you know, I don't think I should be doing this podcast anymore, probably. Yeah. You know, when you get on Twitter and you were scroll past a video and it has like the captions, the captions on the video I posted of him talking about like whatever he's talking about, the, the captions didn't know what he was saying. And I was just like, good gracious. Like, dude, it is, it's, it's Tom. And you can see the word. Okay. So, Kirk Herstory is probably his biggest fan. And he wasn't there like an actual college game day like they always are where they can walk him through things. 
And I don't know how much airtime he's going to get this season after what happened on Saturday. But my gosh, man, that guy didn't know where he was at or what he was saying. Yeah, he would just say like the whole like not so fast thing and not really make sense of what he's saying not so fast for. Like It's just like just almost just in his brain of that. That's what he always says. But it was like. It's like, uh, like bringing up out Adam West in like a Batman suit when he's like ninety. He's like, yeah. uh, like this, you know, because whatever line he remembers, and it's just, it's just sad. It's not, it's not cool. It's sad. Him. Like it's sad because it, you, you really not, you rather see nothing at all. Like, and I feel like this. Maybe we don't let things end in this. Like America, I feel like we don't let things end. You know. Like we're yeah. dragging out every movie to make a sequel out of it. Like, like Top Gun sequel was great and everyone loved it, but I don't know. I just I kind of feel like I wish we would make things that are new, and I feel like we don't now in America. Yeah, we we're not we're not we're not creative anymore. No, I, I feel yeah. like um, everything is just uh, renewed. But Even yeah, that, that that Stranger Things, which is the biggest new thing I think I can think of recently. It's kind of, but just to call back a bunch of '80s stuff. It's all nostalgia, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's built on nostalgia, the past, and I mean, the past is great, and I love, I love the past. I love history. I love everything about the past. I mean, but eventually, got to move on. I don't really like any of the new things that are out there. They're terrible, <laughs> but um, mostly. Yeah, I was about to bring up the jersey. I, I was about to bring up the jersey thing about how. You were like, I hate the jersey, but then um, what you just said, I we need to move on, like from the past. No, not no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 not here. And things I don't care about, we need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> things I care about, no, we we stay straight to the past. <laughs> you know what to look like, and you wear block numbers, and you wear orange cleats, and you wear stripes in the pants, and it's the great orange, and that's it. These orange. I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna get so much hate for this. I just cringe at the thought of an orange helmet. I'm so sorry. It just it scares me. An orange helmet. Like what do you think about orange helmet? I don't think it looked weird. It looks so weird. I'm not opposed to it, but I think it looked weird. I just think I mean maybe it would look okay. I did see one of Chadfield things and posts. It would look kinda cool with the on the road. White white top, orange helmet, orange mm-hmm. bottoms. You know, it just would flow perfect. That's the one scenario I would be okay with trying it. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't want to become Kentucky. Like, I feel like we're going down the Kentucky road. Kentucky, I, I don't think any team does uniforms worse in the world than the University of Kentucky. Even in basketball. Like, they're a traditional basketball powerhouse. Yeah, the uniforms you'd think they were like some high school or some little college in Louisiana. It it's honestly amazing. Like like they just look so cringy. It mm-hmm. looks like you're you're trying to do like nineties, you know, cr- like crazy stuff in the nineties, but it doesn't work, you know, because it's not with nineties anymore. It, you remember in the nineties they had denim uniforms? They had denim uniforms. Denim basketball uniforms. Yes. No. Yes. They had denim. It's, it's awful and they had like one that was like that was like stripes all the way and up here and like 
it was so weird. It was, it's like, it's like, the, it's like they went to the clearance section at like TJ Maxx and bought the ugliest thing they had. And so this is the best place. <laughs> uh, um, and then in football, they got chrome helmets, blue helmets, white helmets. The white look okay. I like the white helmets. I don't care for the shoulder pad checkerboard thing because checkerboard is our thing. But I don't do anything like Kentucky. Kentucky has a good color. That's about all they have to good. All they have that's good. Yeah, their stuff's pretty ugly. I'm not going to disagree with you there. All right. The Vols are a 34-point favorite this Thursday against Ball State. What is – What's the final score? It's going to go about the same the South Alabama game went. You know, I think we won that game 63 to 21 or something like that. <clears throat> so I'm going to go the same score, 63 to 21. 63 to 20. I think we put up around 62 as well. Um, I think we put up around 60, 63, somewhere around there. And that's vicinity of points, uh, I think. I don't know – I don't know anything about Ball State. All I know is that they're ranked pretty low in the in the uh, standard of college football right now. So uh, I think Tennessee's going to handle them pretty freaking easy. It should not be any. Or you hope it's not any stress in that game, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't. They're not going to be able to stop Tennessee. I don't think. I think they're, Tennessee's just going to. Ha- it's going to be over at the end of midway through the second quarter. It's over. It's already over. I. Let's uh, think about Mac ever beaten an SEC team. Oh, that's I, have, I have no idea. I'd have to. I would have to look that Didn't up. Toledo, oh, Toledo beat Arkansas. I remember they, did. they did. Yeah. They did. They did. They beat Arkansas. Huh? That was a really good Toledo team. That was mm-hmm. a, that that team. Like if they went undefeated, they're going to a BCS bowl. I think they did maybe. Hmm. Um, so that's here's the thing. Always invite bad MAC teams. Yeah, because the bad MAC teams are really bad. Like it's 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 like an Ohio high school and. You're just gonna blow them out. Yeah, I, I'm trying to. We kind of had a close game with North Illinois and uh, 08. Oh, and Ohio University gave us a fight in Butch's 2016 year. Oh, and we only won like 24 to like was it nothing? 24 nothing. I just felt like we didn't care. I don't know. Yeah, we, we felt like we just walked through that game like not even caring. Yeah. Um, I but I, I don't think I don't think Ball State's gonna give us any trouble. I, I just think Tennessee's gonna mow them. I th- th- like like I said, they're not gonna be able to stop Tennessee. I think there's, Tennessee might score on their first like four possessions, like you said, twenty eight nothing, like as that type of deal. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think I think Neyland's I think Neyland's gonna it's gonna be exciting to be back in Neyland. I think that the fans are gonna be. Excited to be back at tailgating and all that stuff. Parking garage is open at one, by the way. Parking and tailgating pretty much uh, near the stadium. People got to work, man. People got to work. So you I think people are taking work off. I, 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 I took I, work off. I'm not working. So I know, I know a lot. Of I am not working. Off. So I got a five day weekend I, pretty much. But I, I, I just can't. I can't wait, man. I can't wait to roll in an oxel. I can't wait to. Go to G10, parking garage, throw a tailgate up. People walk in. We tailgate all afternoon, and you roll up in a Neela Stadium, and it's underneath the lights. It's going to be a beautiful night, too. It's going to be like in the 70s after the sun sets. It's going to be perfect weather. There's nothing like a football stadium underneath the lights. There's nothing like it. 
There is nothing better than sitting in a football stadium in like 75, 70-degree weather, a little breeze blowing. You can smell the concession stands. You can you can you can hear depends the sounds. On the game, I will say. Yeah, but but just just the start to the opening of the season, you can smell the concession stands. You can you can hear the sounds of the band and the and the players yelling and the coaches yelling and the and the fans cheering. Man, it's just pure, just amazingness, and it's happening this Thursday. It's it's happening. It's finally here. You have a couple more days of work. Whatever you got to do, I got a feeling Tennessee fans are not going to work very hard this week because it's just it's the start of it's the start of a no, new season. No. You have football it's from like, here uh, here until all the way till February. Like it's beautiful, it's beautiful. How you're performing at work is similar to how you perform at work during the first phase <laughs> of the NCAA tournament. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's just you're not really there. You're not you're there, but you're not really there. Like I'm, you're filing everything in. You're just thinking about Saturday, man. Oh. You really are. It's such a or no Thursday. A, my bad, Thursday. Yeah, God, yeah. I'll, I'll be, we get what really you mean, though. We get what you mean. But Saturday, but, um, by the way, is going to be awesome too, as well, because this the game is the perfect Saturday. thing about a freaking having this game. Thursday night game. You don't so have good. to worry about Saturday, or you have nothing will be worried in, in anyways. But you get to just fully enjoy it. Fully you don't have to stress yourself. It was what I told you last. It's what I told you last night about yeah. Tennessee, like like when there's a bye week or something with Tennessee. You get to relax. You get to it's just stress free. Saturday, opening weekend, week one of college football, actual game day at a stadium in front of thousands of people. You get to witness all of these games. I mean, the lineup is great. I mean, it's such a good week one lineup. There, the games are incredible. I mean, you have Notre Dame, Ohio State, you have Florida versus Utah, you have Oregon versus Georgia. I mean, you got some good games on Saturday, um, and you don't you can just be stress free, and it's it's going to be so, so much. I'm so happy I don't have, I don't have children. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's such a like I. I I can just I just think about other people and it's like oh that sucks. I'm sorry for all the people who won't be able to fully enjoy this because of your responsibilities, but I've decided to have none right now. <laughs> just enjoy my <laughs> It's just it's it's just so wonderful. Like there's days when it's boring, but the, the Saturday, Friday, and Thursday will not be those days, man. Mm-hmm. So they will not be those days. From from on. this from the start of Thursday till the end. Of January, basically, it's gonna if you be. See glorious. us there. If you see us there, say hi. We'd love to meet people. I love G- meeting people. G10, come on uh, my out. My name is Austin. I, I I tend to respond to that pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, and well, we threw a tailgate last year, and there was a lot of people that were like, uh, "Are we are we invited, dude? There, there, this is not a private tailgate. It's it's an no. all out. Everyone show up tailgate. Yeah. Let's have fun. Let's do this." It's freaking opening day. It's it's opening kickoff. This is the start of the season. Let's freaking blow it up. Like let's go. Like I'm ready. I'm I'm pumped talking about this right now. Like I'm so giddy. I cannot freaking wait. Let's do it, baby. Can't fucking wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Dude, let's do it. Tennessee freaking football. Neyland freaking stadium. It's a it's, it's, crap out of Ball State. You're gonna go to sleep. You're gonna wake up. Third Friday's kind of wish it was Friday night. Wouldn't that have been perfect? 
Yeah. You, know, you just wake up the next day and it's all football, but either way. This should, this should be Friday, uh, Friday, Friday night football. Yeah. This should be Friday night games. Yeah. But anyways, yes. Like get excited because it's freaking here. Like it is here and it's exciting and whew, it's another football season. That's what you know. It. We'll be talking about Pittsburgh and that, that's a real game. So yeah. We'll, we'll get there. The we'll get there. Let's live. Let's live in the moment right now. Okay. Let's not talk about, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's live in the moment right now. Speaking of living in the moment, real more thing like Kentucky, man. <laughs> Georgia. You can't, man. Just just have fun right now. I can think about Vandy. Enjoy. Vandy look good. Well, I guess they're well, they're again, they're they did do they they I think they are better. They are better. Well, of course they're better. Hawaii, like you said, lost everything. I don't I don't No, I think they're better than last year. Oh oh duh. Oh, of course. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be a whole lot better. I mean they can't get worse. Uh, but they, they well, didn't they look terrible. Yeah, they, they didn't look terrible. Um, but uh, uh, to close out the podcast, someone else who didn't look terrible, who hasn't looked terrible at all, actually. And I, w- I want to talk about this because it's, it's kind of been all over my feed all freaking day, is Josh Dobbs. I want to close out this because I want to talk about Josh Dobbs because Josh Dobbs is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play at Tennessee. I don't care what anyone says. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play at Tennessee. He's a top, he's a top five to seven quarterback to ever play at Tennessee. Don't care what anybody says. He was brilliant when he was here, especially with the coach that he had. Yes, he overachieved. Well, big time. He had a lot of talent. But. Yes, but I, I want to read the stat out to you real quick. And for all of us people, like if you get on a Cleveland Browns. Uh, not message board, but like a, a tweet. If you get on the, 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 the tweet with Josh Dobbs rolling to his left and jumping over, like he did against Georgia, like channel, we, I, us at channel, we posted out that video of Josh Dobbs diving into the end zone against Georgia. And then last night diving into the end zone, uh, while playing for the Browns, it's the exact same run there is no different it is is an eye for an eye run like it's the exact same run but i want to throw out a stat here for anyone arguing if josh Dobbs to be the starting quarterback of the cleveland browns you can say what you want about jacoby reset oh he's better but here's a little stat for you from uh jake trotter on twitter dobbs has been the qb for every td drive this preseason Every touchdown drive, Josh Dobbs has been the quarterback. Every There's single no one. other quarterback got a touchdown. No other quarterback. Josh Dobbs is the only QB for every drive this preseason to score a touchdown. Every drive. That's that's pretty that's pretty good numbers. I'll say mm-hmm. that's pretty good. That's a pretty good idea. Of, is he the starter? Is, is who's getting who's getting the first? You know who's starting for them? Who's starting? Right. Right. Well. Game? Well, Deshaun Watson is um, uh, just a horny bastard, so he's probably not—he's not getting to start till week of like eleven or whenever he starts against the Texans. Well, um, yeah. And then Jacoby Brissett is getting reps over Josh Dobbs. But if that's that true, if that stat is okay. true from Jake Trotter, that Dobbs is responsible for every touchdown drive for Cleveland Browns this preseason. I don't awesome. know how you can just he should be the starter. I mean, overlook how do you not that. give him a shot? I mean, I, I mean, obviously they haven't played a game yet, so we don't know anything yet. But I, I really, I hope he plays. I hope he 
like plays competitive minutes, you know? Like we he might not start, but at least give them like a few drives when they're still in the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We brought this up last podcast about about Josh Dobbs and him just the way he makes plays is just some of the most unreal things you've ever seen. And we, we brought up last podcast about he like say Bush Jones job and all of this stuff. And that's the only reason Bush Jones, Bush Jones is any good, which it is. I want to see him start in the NFL against starters. I want to see what he can do because I, he's such a smart player. He glides through defenses. He doesn't do anything really dumb ever. He's a smart player. And Cleveland, I mean, what do you have to lose, Cleveland? You've sucked. Like, your franchise is a joke. Mm-hmm. What do you have to lose? You're going to start Jacoby Brissett, who has proven that he's a – he is a backup. He has proven. Jacoby Brissett is a backup in the NFL, which is why he's on your team right now, because he's a backup. Because yeah, you thought you had like to Sean. Because you thought you like, had to uh, – What's his name? That dude. Yeah, right. Yes. I, I was yeah, whatever I said. <laughs> Yeah, he's like he's kind of like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, and there's this other one who still start the Browns. I can't think of his name though. So kind of like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes, I, I get you. He's he's a bona fide backup. Everywhere he's been, yeah, yeah journeyman. He's a backup. That's he's yeah. been a backup for years and years and years. Your franchise is a dumpster fire. So why yeah, not? Why not? Why not? Why not, why not try it? Like why not? Because he's proven in the preseason. I don't. I don't understand. I'm scared of what? Your franchise sucks. You blow. You're, you're a trash franchise. Okay. You- I, here's what I'm hoping. Here's what. Here's here's my hope. Dobbs performs well enough where he, you know, gets assigned somewhere else to be the starter next year. Maybe for like, uh, I don't know who's going to be a quarterback. The Jets maybe or somebody like that. He does well enough where he gets a shot somewhere else because obviously Deshaun will be the starter. Once he's health, once he's, I was about to say healthy. He's he's plenty healthy. Uh, all of his body parts are healthy. Pretty proven that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but um, very good at that. Okay, but, so um, random random scenario. If Josh Dobbs ends up being the starter and he's winning games, and Deshaun Watson comes back, what happens? What do you do? I. I, I'm assuming it gets to a point. Maybe there's a game where Dobbs isn't doing that well, and they go to Deshaun. I don't, I don't, I don't know. The Cleveland's pretty sketchy though, so they might just straight up start Deshaun over him. Cause he, that, yeah. I don't trust Cleveland in anything. No, they suck. Yeah, Josh, they, I, I think. I think see, Josh. See the preseason game. Someone was passing weed and like, like <laughs> all little bags of weed being passed, but yeah. being passed between players. I don't know if that was weed, but. It looks like weed. But yeah, I, I just I, I think oregano. Yeah, we just passed herbs. out a ray, random oregano on the sideline. We just got little baggies of herbs. Yeah, herbs, herbs and spices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy, but man. what we do? But I, I I just want to see Josh Allen get a chance somewhere to start with starters because the announcer for Cleveland. When he dove over the end zone, just like he did in Georgia in 2016, the announcer mm-hmm. immediately screamed. He's like, you cannot not love this guy. You've got to love this guy. I you do. You love him because yeah. he makes plays like that. You don't say that 
Because if he makes, oh, he slid down. Great play. You love, you love this guy. He slid. No, he jumped over a pile of people into the end zone and scored for a two-point conversion. It was a two-point conversion. Not a touchdown, a two-point conversion. This is something Cleveland Browns fans aren't used to. This is a guy that's going to be easy to root for, which has not been the case in Cleveland because they get the runs of uh, man, litter, yes. you know, the most 100%, man. despicable kind of guys. But I didn't hate Baker as much as some people did, but obviously he wasn't the greatest character guy. And um, Mr. Uh, m- massage Therapist, King of, king of Massages. <laughs> king Deshaun of Cox. Watson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he... I, if Deshaun does get healthy, though, or get healthy, like he's injured, if he, if he uh, gets through his situation, um, he probably is the greatest quarterback the Browns have had since I, I don't know ever that I can remember. It, it kind of reminds me of the, like it kind of reminds me of the movie The Replacements. You ever seen that movie? Yeah, with uh, uh what's his name, Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Falco. Yeah. He's the quarterback everybody wants, but they replace him with the quarterback that they need. In quotations. Mm-hmm. I I feel like it could be that I don't I don't I'm just talking out of my butt right now because <laughs> I, I, there, I there's no football so going on but like you get what I I'm heard saying. Keanu Reeves for that movie I, I don't know I watched some interview they they brought some guy in to teach Keanu Reeves how to throw a football and it took like they said like a month for it to look any kind of any natural at all like he was mm-hmm. so foreign to just the whole concept <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, okay here. All right, I'll, let's just throw some random things out there since we got – God, there's a lot of dust on football. Holy crap. <laughs> let's throw some random things out there for the next five minutes. Okay, does Vandy win the SEC game, win, win a game in conference? I don't know their schedule, but I think they can. Because they're going to be a little bit tad bitter, maybe like Missouri or somebody. I don't know. I don't what know if they play Missouri. I don't Could they beat Kentucky. I don't know. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's it's week zero. That's that's the whole thing I'm talking about. Like with the whole Tennessee. I, that's what I'm talking about. Like the whole Tennessee ball state. Like what do you like? They got a good quarterback. I, I think that guy is legit, legitimately pretty good. Who? Um, Mike Wright. Mike Wright. Yeah. What I said that last podcast. Remember that. I know. I said but you I, said I, we, we were going over players you need baby. to watch this. I, I said you, we were going over players you need to watch this season. That was my number one, Mike Wright for Vandy, and everyone was just kind of like, so they're like, oh, it's Vandy. Seriously, he's really good. So watch out for him. You don't even um, know if, if what to think of this crap though, because it's Vandy, you know. Yeah, I get it, but they got a good Did player. He start last year? Uh, not the whole season. Yeah, what he he, not the whole he season. No, I. No, he didn't start the whole season. He he was he played a lot. No, he played. He played. He played a lot last season. But um, I remember. Yeah, I mean, he's good, man. He's good. He's really good. I I hate it for Vandy players because the way they recruit, the way they build a team, they shouldn't have to worry about playing. You know, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee. They should be worrying about playing like MTSU and Memphis. Yeah, it's it's sad, you know, because like. It's like putting like like a grasshopper in a I, I don't know. Where the hell are you going with that? 
I was, a grasshopper. It's like, uh, a... it's like putting a poodle in a room full of bulldogs. It's like that oh, poodle. Okay. That makes more sense. In a room, that poodle would be pretty yeah. tough if it was a room full of poodles. Yeah, I don't know where the hell you're going the grasshopper thing. Um, man, I get it. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> Anyway, grasshoppers um, aren't very strong and i was gonna say like i don't know what's a big strong bug um i, I didn't want to say the world poodle i don't know why it works oh wow uh Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, cool. My microphone went out, but anyway, let's let's um, let's close out this podcast. Um, it's yeah. game week. Uh, Neyland Stadium Thursday night, G10. Everyone, you're invited. Let's go be there. The channel tailgate, I guess you could call it, our, our, our tailgate. Uh, be there. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be awesome. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. It's it's uh, fun times in Knoxville. It's Open at one p.m. It's officially game week, so can't wait, man. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's go. It's game week. It's game week. We'll do it again next week because we'll have actual stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, football. We'll have actual about. game stuff. A lot of football to talk about. A lot of football. A lot of football talk. But um, you ready I'm ready. Football. Yeah, I'm ready. I want that Austin. Get excited. It's game week. We'll do it again next week. Thanks for listening. Wow. See you guys. Wow. Wow.